Hello, and welcome to Wenatchee in the Word, a podcast ministry of Ridgepoint Baptist Church. Our purpose is to help each one of us grow more in love with God by studying and meditating on His Word. We're glad you joined us today. Now, let's see what the Bible has to say. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Wenatchee in the Word. I'm here in the studio with my wife, Rebecca. Yeah, he says the studio as if we're like, we got a fancy <laughs> place. We are at our kitchen table and our children are asleep. <laughs> yeah, so when I say studio, I mean our dining room table, <laughs> yeah. which is also in our kitchen slash living room. Yeah. Because it's basically the downstairs. <laughs> yeah, our house is not tiny, but... It's awesome. Yeah. That's okay. Anyway, <laughs> that's our studio. So we're coming at you today um, with Rebecca. I'm excited. We're going to look at a pretty well-known miracle in uh, the book of John. In fact, this is the only miracle, uh, the, the most popular miracle that's in all four Gospels. It's written down in Matthew 14, Mark 6, and Luke 9. And uh, we'll actually pull a little bit from those just to get some more context. But John chapter 6, starting in verse 1, the Bible says, After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a great multitude followed him because they saw his miracles, which he did on them that were diseased. So a lot of people, they they had seen what he had done in Capernaum and in um, Ju- Jerusalem and all these other areas, the miracles that he had done. And because of it, they were they were pretty much like mob mentality just following him. Uh, in Mark 6, I think it is, in his account, even says that Jesus gets into this boat to go across the, the Sea of Galilee and to go into a desert place with his disciples. And when he does that, the people... Uh, actually see him get into the boat and beat him to the other side. So basically, it's like a mom with her children. Um, and, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. one moment to myself? Yeah, and the kids uh, somehow always find you. <laughs> really, yeah. though. They, they, if you've ever, I've been there and it's, it's awesome there at the Sea of Galilee, though. If you've ever been there and if you haven't, you need to go sometime, but, um, you can see the entire, really what's taking place in the sea the entire time from any place in uh, that area because everything around it is pretty much a mountaintop and you're looking down into the Sea of Galilee. So it wouldn't have been hard for these people to follow where Jesus was going and then to run on foot and get there first. Um, But Jesus gets away into a mountain, as it says, and sat with his disciples and so then the mom getting into the bathroom and locking the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, getting away. And then no, I applied to my life. No. Yeah. And then um, it says Jesus looks up and saw a great company come unto him. And so he sees all of these people coming uh, toward him. And one of the other accounts says that that's the famous verse of he had compassion on them because he saw them as sheep having no shepherd. And um, he just had compassion on these people, and it moved him to ask a question um, when he saw these people. He says to Philip, verse 5, "'Whence shall we buy bread that these may eat?' So he asks Philip, um, "'Hey, where are we going to buy bread for all of these people?' <laughs> and uh, Philip, 
he um he answers uh in verse seven, but in verse six, I love this. It says, "And this he Jesus said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Jesus already knew how he's going to do it, but he was asking this question to prove Philip. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> I can see the wheel turning. I feel like the people are like, what? Wait, why would Jesus ask this? Like, we don't, I mean, I don't want to skip down to verse seven, but in, you know, humanly speaking, like this is, that's, we can't, we can't do anything to feed these people. Like what? Why would Jesus ask that? There's way too many people here. And Jesus is like, oh, just wait, just wait. Yeah. And I love it because Jesus doesn't need answers. Yeah. Like he's not asking Philip for the answer. It tells us that Jesus is the answer. (laughs) He's asking Philip um, really for Philip's benefit. And a lot of times in the Bible, when God is asking a question, uh, he's not doing it to learn something. He's doing it to teach something. Think of in Job, all the questions that God asked Job, he had no answers to. It wasn't because God didn't know the answer to those questions. He's trying to teach Job something. And we see that a lot of times in the Bible. Um, But Philip says, he says, uh, 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. The implication of Philip is almost that the disciples only had 200 penny worth <laughs> with them. <laughs> Maybe that's what he's saying, that look, like all of our resources that we have still wouldn't be enough for the entire crowd to just get a little bit of food. And even Andrew in the next verse uh, almost is like, well, we do have some more resources, but I don't think, I still don't think it's quite enough. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, I think maybe, I mean, maybe Andrew, I, we don't know, but maybe Andrew had like, was thinking, well, you know, this is what we have, but maybe, I don't know, maybe Jesus can do something with it. And he doesn't say that, but he's like, what are they? He, he throws it out there and says, what are they among so many? Like, that's probably not going to do anything. Yeah, then, like he still had a little bit of doubt. Yeah. But at least he was coming up with a solution. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of, uh, well, we don't have anything for these people. It's almost like, well, we do have something, but I still don't know if it's enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, so this is at the end of the day. Uh, Jesus, if you uh, compare all of the accounts with each other, Jesus saw these people, had compassion on them, was healing uh, was teaching the entire day, and then at the end of the day, realizes these people haven't eaten at all. We need to feed them, and uh, so this is at the end of the day. They they all needed to eat, and um, hey, it was very considerate of Jesus to think about their yes <laughs> physical hunger because <laughs> he was feeding them spiritually and preaching at them and healing them and all these things. But you know. You can only listen to preach it for so long. You only <laughs> yeah. It's kind of it's kind of amazing to me though that they lasted this long, because a lot of his popularity really this event is the climax of Jesus's entire ministry. This is the peak of how many people are following. We'll see as we continue. In, I believe probably the next episode or maybe the episode after that, we'll get to the end of chapter six, where most of these people are no longer following him after at the end of this chapter. But this this event is the pinnacle of his following. All of these people are running from their hometowns to find him. And so most of them probably didn't come prepared to eat. They didn't. They probably didn't come prepared to be there all day. Yeah, they dropped whatever they were doing because they're like, Jesus is here. Yeah, yeah. so they ran and, and they've 
lasted all day without eating. They are just listening to him um, teach. And then Jesus is like, okay, we need to feed them. Well, so we've already talked about the fact that they found a lad, a young boy with five loaves and two small fishes. I love how it it's very specific. They were barley loaves, so they weren't huge loaves of bread. And it specifically says small fishes. Yeah. <laughs> this is like so a little lunchable. Like, okay. <laughs> okay. This was a whale of a fish. Like it, yeah, it's very descriptive. So you, your expectations are not high. Yeah. It wasn't like this guy had, this kid had a miniature buffet. This was legitimately like a lunchable. This was supposed to time over while he was away um, until he came back home to mom and she could make him dinner. Um, but it, Jesus says in verse 10, okay, make all of the men sit down. And there's a lot of grass there, it tells us. So the men sat down in number about 5,000. Now scholars believe that it could have been upwards of twelve to 13,000 if 5,000 was just the men. Um, then you count also their wives and children and all that. But even if it was just 5,000, this is amazing. <laughs> Five loaves of bread, two fishes, feeding all of these people. And it says that Jesus, he, um, he looked into heaven and gave thanks and then distributed the five loaves and two fishes to the disciples and then the disciples to them that were set down and did so with the fish as well. And I love that because Jesus didn't need the disciples to do this miracle, but he chose even, I just thought about this as we we're looking at it. He chose to use the disciples. Like it wasn't just, a, uh, he I mean, he was God. He could have literally just blessed it and said, you are all filled now. And it just all of their stomachs were filled with the food. Yeah. Or he could have like made it fall from heaven like manna. <laughs> yeah. But he chose to use the disciples to, sh- to distribute this miracle out to the Even people. Even after they didn't really have that much faith. That yeah. He was going to do something. Yeah. It, it, each and every miracle that Jesus ever did was to was to teach his disciples or show to his disciples who he was. And I believe that's what he's doing here is, hey, you're going to be a part of this so that you can see um, what I'm doing. So they distribute it and it says, and when they were filled, so every single person didn't just get a little bite to eat. Yeah. And can you imagine how long this would have taken? I feel like it would have taken a while to get everybody food. That's a lot of people. Yeah. And they ate until they were very satisfied. Yeah, and this wasn't like little bitty communion crackers type <laughs> bread bites. This was, they were all filled. They all ate until they were full. And it says that even after every single person was there, even if it was just 5,000, but upwards of twelve to 13,000, all of these people completely full. And even after that, it says... That's my kind of potluck. Like, not running out of food. That's like the yes. worst of the worst is when you go to get the food and, you know, you were nice and let everybody go first, but there's nothing left for you. Like, that's always a bummer. Yeah, no one had to get the scraps yeah. here. Everyone filled up on the good stuff. And then um, Jesus tells his disciples, okay, gather up all the fragments that are still remaining so that we don't lose anything. And so they gathered them together and filled, verse 13, 12 baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. Um, I'm not good at math, but I think that five barley loaves probably wouldn't take up 12 baskets full, right? No. Maybe just one? Baskets either. If that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you can look it's at other large. portions of scripture, 
these baskets would have been like laundry hampers. Like I think of Acts 9 when uh, the disciples let Paul, uh, the apostle Paul out of the wall uh, to sneak out that uh, they put him in a basket. So that's the kind of basket I'm picturing is a man could fit in these <laughs> 12 of them. Yeah, I think full. Jesus was just having a sense of humor. He was like, hey, I fed all of these people and each of you disciples get to have a huge basket full of left. These are just the leftovers. Yeah, I don't know how... This is all completely speculation. I'm a pretty sarcastic guy, though, and I don't know how sarcastic Jesus was, but, I mean, if it was me, I would have looked over the disciple and the ghost, what are these among so many? (laughs) (laughs) You know, right after they had asked him that, um, but that's just me. But um, 12 baskets full at the end of this, um, above that all of them had had eaten. Then it says, then those men, when they had seen the miracle that Jesus did, so all of these people, they knew what had happened. They knew this was a miracle. They said, this is of a truth, that prophet that should come into the world. Now, I'm not going to take a lot of time to explain, but they would have understood Moses talking about that prophet as being the forerunner for the Messiah, not the Messiah. They misunderstood that. Moses was talking about the Messiah, but they didn't know that. So they think that he's the forerunner for the Messiah. And so what they're thinking is, uh, if we put him in charge, he's going to kind of lead the way for the Messiah to come and usher in the kingdom. Yeah. So they were ready to make him the leader, make him the king, it says. And he realizes that. And he knows this is not my time to rule. This is not my time to reign. It really shows the humility of our Savior. Mm. He, He could have. I mean, he was tempted like as we are, yet without sin. I believe this would have been one of those areas that he could have, as many of us would have, just let the situation play out. They're going to make me king? Well, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> but he he showed his humility here to say, it's not my time to reign here on earth. And so he sent away his disciples. If you compare some of the others, he specifically put his disciples in a boat, sent them out onto the sea, and then he took upon himself the responsibility of dispersing the crowd. And then he went up into a mountain to to pray uh, by himself. Yeah, and I even feel like he would have been justified in in like wanting to rule because his people were being oppressed by the Roman government, and like it wouldn't have, you know, not. I mean, obviously the people had their own reasons why they wanted him to rule, and I think that's part of it. But um, I mean, yeah, at the beginning of this story in in the Mark account says he had compassion on them. Yeah. Because they were a sheep having no shepherd. They needed a leader. And he is supposed to be that leader that they look to, but it wasn't his time yet. So, yeah, it's just, it's interesting. But I I always look at this and I just remember um, the faith that it would have taken for the disciples to search out and find what they had, first of all, after Jesus asked, give it to him distribute it just to be a part of the miracle the faith it would have taken for the that young boy to give over his lunch and to see jesus turn could you imagine that, that into coming home to his mom and talking to her about what happened <laughs> that day like mom you are not gonna believe what the food that you gave me today what happened with it like, yeah she probably would have been like you're a liar <laughs> like, right <laughs> i i hope one day in heaven we get to see what his conversation was with his mom after this maybe he was able to take one of the baskets back home or all 12 baskets but yeah it would it's just the faith i see through all of this 
from the young boy, from the disciples, to just trust Jesus to be able to do what they could not. And what a great challenge for us to just remember, we don't know how God can or will work in a lot of our situations. Yeah, and our inadequacy and yeah. our lack of faith. He's going to do things that we can't even imagine. Yeah, and and all he's looking for is just to take the next step. The disciples didn't know what he was going to do with all of it, but hey, go and see what we have. Okay, well, we'll do that. Okay, now here's what we have. Now go and take it. And they just took every next step to follow through with what he asked of them. And so we'll leave you with that challenge for today of let's just remember to have faith and take every next step that the Lord gives us, knowing that he already knows, as he said to Philip, he already knows what he's going to do, but he's just looking to prove us and uh, help us to grow our faith. Just trust him. So we'll leave you with that. Hope you have a great day and we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, go ahead and subscribe to it or share it with your friends. You can hit that share button or take a screenshot and share it on your social media. And if you're from the Wenatchee area, we'd love to see you at Ridgepoint sometime. Find out more about our ministry at WenatcheeChurch.com. Thanks again for listening. God bless.